Welcome to the Pirates Overboard Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Ostwick, joined alongside Jonathan Luters. We are two grad student athletes that will sit down with Seton Hall athletes to get to know them more on a personal level. We're going to talk to them about their athletic career, academic goals, and what it's like being a part of the Seton Hall community. We are excited to do this across the year as we touch into each sports community. Make sure you go follow us on the Pirates Overboard Instagram page to get the latest news on upcoming guests and highlights from shows previously. So Jonathan, who are we talking to today? Yeah, Justin, we have Honey Strohsneider on today. She's a phenomenal representative of Seton Hall University. She's a sophomore on the women's cross-country team, and she balances an incredible amount of activities to go along with running cross-country and pursuing her Bachelor of Business Administration specializing in economics. She's a peer arc tutor, a highly active member in many aspects in the prestigious Bessino Leadership Institute, SheCan Organization, and the International Law Society. On this episode, you will learn about how Honey managed to play both soccer and run cross-country during the same fall season while in high school, the culture on the women's cross-country team, what Temple Runs are all about, her favorite pre-race snack, the importance of her family in her life, and much advice to fellow Seton Hall student-athletes and non-student-athletes of all ages. When it comes to Honey's teammates, they have nothing but good things to say about her, explaining, quote, her worth ethic is remarkable and her humility shines through, and she effortlessly adds enjoyment into practices all while maintaining her dedication to workouts and being a dependable teammate, end quote. Honey is making her mark in only a little over a year in many different ways on campus, so we are pumped to get to know her story better and highlight the many great things she does on and off the course. So without further ado, Honey Strohsnyder. So episode four, excited to have Honey Strohsnyder on uh, with, today, uh, with us today, coming off a really exciting weekend for her uh, in the men's and women's cross country team. So, honey, how are you? What are what is what have you been up to? What has the summer been like? And what have you been doing since coming back to Seton Hall? Well, I've been great really recently. Um, this summer was a lot of running, of course. Um, I really focused a lot on kind of building my mileage this summer. I'm coming in as a sophomore, so freshman year was all about learning the college ropes, kind of especially with academics and athletics. Uh, I'll talk about the high school, but it's Definitely. a lot different coming into college. So I tried really just to adapt to that over the summer, build my mileage. Uh, I worked a full-time job, so that kept me super busy. What did you, you do? Oh, I did an internship um, at Aldi. Okay. I was a district manager, so it was super busy. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like A it. lot of responsibility with that. Um, great time, though. I loved it. Um, but yeah, coming back to Seton Hall, I really just put all my effort in towards school and running and getting my team ready for the season. Yeah, that's awesome. So how many miles were you running this summer per week about? Uh, so in the summer, we kind of do a build. Most people do for cross country. You start like in late May and then it runs the whole summer. So by the end of like July, early August, like 60s for me. Just casual. Casual, <laughs> casual, casual 60 <laughs> miles per week. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> no, and now I try to kind of like maintain, have a little maintenance because we're okay. in season. So just try to maintain 50s. And with cross country, we kind of like we've talked to James Boot, Phoebe Hampson, and, and Jane, um, Stephen Beeman. Um, all kind of said the same thing. Is this, is, I want to get your take on it as well. Is this something where you are lifting heavier in the summer? And then coming down on the lift as you get into season? 
Yeah, so cross country, I think, is a unique sport where um, unlike soccer or basketball or any other sport, we don't normally lift super heavy. Um, so in the summer, it is fun because you can kind of you can do more like in season. You don't want to lift super heavy. You don't want to be super bulky. You kind of want to be leaned down just sure. for running super many tons of miles. So, yeah, definitely in the summer, got to lift whenever I wanted um, do any style of lift I wanted to. So that was really fun. Uh, but now know that we're in season. Uh, we do like more body weight type sure. of things. Yeah. Lots of legs and no heavyweight, no bars, no 135s, nothing like that. Well, yeah, when you're running 60, <laughs> 50 miles a week, I feel like doing any sorts of squats or anything like that must be limited and whatnot. So yeah. that's completely understood. Yeah, that is for sure. And so let's let's go back to yesterday. Uh, seeing how men's and women's cross-country team uh, picked up their second consecutive win. I, I, think, I think on the women's side, they picked up their second consecutive mm. win uh, to the season. Claiming the Dutchman Invitational, and it was at Lebanon Valley College. Uh, Julia Smith, um, really high up there, placing third overall. You yourself placed in the top ten, finishing sixth. Um, talk to us about the Invitational as a whole. What were the uh, ups and downs of it? How did you feel racing? And just go over that experience for you yesterday. Yeah, so yesterday was it was really fun. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania, so it's really close um, to where I live. And my whole family came, so that Sweet. was really great. But no, it was a great experience. I think this year we have a very, very strong team, especially our top five pack. Uh, we practice every day. We kind of separate into groups, but our first group is super strong. We're all building off of each other. Every day in practice, we're pushing each other, and you can see it in the meets. Uh, this is the second week in a row we've all finished one by one all the way down. Nice. So we just love that, honestly. Like. Running as a pack, you just feel stronger. You know you're running for not just yourself, but your whole team and your whole school. And I think it was funny during the meet, um, I would hear people say when I'm running by, like, just try to catch one of the grays. Just try to catch Seen <laughs> Hall, like, even one of them. Like, that was a lot of other coaches, like, just saying great things about our school. Like, they're, we're pushing other athletes even. So the day as a whole was just great. I know um, me and some of my other teammates, we kind of compared that course to a similar course we ran last year, the Big East course. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, it was a lot of loops of like the same thing, okay. which as a runner can get kind of like boring a little bit, but like just really repetitive. And you got to stay super focused when it's like that. Uh, so running as a pack, like I said, that helps me especially. Um, but no, it was a little... A little harder than last week's course, um, where we also performed really well as a team. But I think us working together and really we came out with a mindset that we wanted we wanted to win the Invitational and we did just that. So I think it was an all around great day for everyone. Yeah, that that is fantastic. And what was your guys' strategy going in? Was it like, okay, we're gonna take it out faster the front half or conserve to the back half, focus on the middle middle of that race? What what was your guys' strategy going in? So we um we actually run the course the day before, kind of to oh, see the awesome. layout of nice. everything, because uh, every course is different. That's what makes cross country so exciting. So we were running it. We did get lost running it. So that <laughs> sometimes we have to go back. But uh, just the start, we noticed it was kind of a there was like twenty eight teams running, and it was a very narrow start. So mm. that can be really challenging. You really have to get out when it's like that. So going into the meet, we knew, yep, we got to get out really fast, kind of get to the front immediately. If you don't, then you're kind of stuck behind slower runners that eventually you have to get by. So that can just be more time consuming and energy usage. So we try to get out really fast. And then it's all about maintenance, really just keeping a group together. 
try to get through two miles at least. The last mile, um, the course was relatively not super hilly. There was points, but we knew if we got to two miles kind of as a whole, like we could push each other the last mile. Uh, the end was gradual uphill. And my <sighs> coach, he was standing like, I like to say over a half a mile. And he was like, it's 200 meters left. And I look up and I'm like, this is not. <laughs> this is all uphill for the next two minutes of my life. But uh, so, yeah, definitely right off the bat, fast as we can get out and then just push it all you got left in the last 800. Now, when we talked to Steven last week, he was talking about some of his like favorite courses and stuff like that. And he described like some of like the trail runs. It was this like somewhat of that course or was it a clean path knew where you were going or like was it more like in the woods like not rocky but like just difficult terrain in general yeah i think this weekend um there were some open patches which i kind of like too i think it just looks prettier but um (laughs) and also nobody can really see us in the woods so i a lot of people really like that you can kind of just focus on your race yourself Mm. this course in particular it wasn't super woodsy uh there was only one patch that was like by a lake at one point that we ran around two or three times but as a whole like there was different terrain there was big patches of like rocks which no one really likes to run (laughs) yeah Uh, we only have spikes it's like not really good to navigate through that Uh, but as yeah it was pretty woodsy um some clear paths uh, and then spectators could see almost the whole thing which is pretty good it's cool to see and like learn from interviewing steven now Mm -hmm. yourself about how there's there's, stra- there's a lot of strategy to running yeah. in these races. I don't know for a novice myself as a runner <laughs> and for a lot of other people listening, yeah. how there's a lot that goes into it. Like when you're going out hard, when you're not, like where the hills, when there's no, like where there's no hills. Like yeah. what, what's the train actually like? Like mm-hmm. does, it, does it go from a pavement to a, more of a trail? I, I'm not even sure. But like how much that like means means a lot. You have to like go out yeah. and practice from beforehand. So mm-hmm. I, it's kind of like a testament to you guys doing the work beforehand to go do it. Like, all right, we got to figure this all out before we actually go out and do well and meet the next day so props to you guys thank you thank yeah. you yeah is there any like you go obviously the day before and like run it but do you do any like reconnaissance almost like during the week of like what the trail might look like or like is it like kind of the day before you kind of learning the landscape of that well like a lot of the courses we run every year we'll go back to okay so like next week we're going to florida and i remember that course like i think everyone can really remember courses super well mm-hmm. which is kind of in our brains now uh, but that one in particular, uh, there's a lot of parts of like sand for some reason on that course. Oh, interesting. So you kind of have to like, you're like mentally preparing like, okay, like I know when I go up this hill and it's quite sandy, it's sure. going to be kind of a struggle. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely do a lot of like, think it back, like in our memories, like, oh, I remember like last year, this course was like this. We have to watch out for spots like this. We're going over a bridge in this one, like yeah. kind of weird stuff like that. But normally I just remember it from when we do it. Yeah. yeah, so going into next week is next week is for you guys is the Embry Riddle Cross Country Classic. Um, talk to us about like the travel for you guys next week. Do you get, do you have to leave earlier in the week to get down there? It's down in Daytona Beach, Florida, which is kind of cool. Get it out of a little bit of the rain and get some sunshine. But what is like one thing you guys want to improve upon um, going into next weekend? I definitely think uh, going into next weekend, we're of course excited to travel. Um, you don't really um need like to travel super far for cross country i mean there's parks everywhere of course aren't all the mm-hmm. time so when we get opportunities like that we're super excited um last year we we placed pretty well but of course our goal this year is to just improve uh work as a team again and i think already our runs this year our prs this year are vastly better than last year so definitely have a lot of goals going into this next week and as for the travel like 
Um, I believe we're leaving 5 a.m. either Friday or Thursday morning. Oh, boy. So we'll be on the plane quite early, but that's just so we can run the course later in the afternoon. Yeah, sure. Feel it out. Um, we got to get used to the humidity down there. And yeah, that's another factor. Yeah. Yeah. We, we race super early, though, at that course every year. We'll probably race at 7 a.m., okay. which normally, like last weekend, the girls race at like 5 or 10, 15. Okay. So just to acclimate to the heat, like we kind of get down there and get used to it, do a lot of runs. Yeah, we're super yeah. excited. Looking for a big week ahead, sure. Yeah, that's amazing. So let's get into a little bit more about like prior to coming to Seton Hall. So what got you into running cross country? Now, you earned your varsity letters in basketball, soccer, uh, track and field, but what was the deciding factor to choose cross country? Yeah, so I think like my kind of running story, I guess, or background is kind of kind of weird. Uh, I didn't run cross country until my junior year of high school which is really late, if like being recruited wise. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of made the decision. Um, I was always a soccer player growing up. It's like the first sport I did and I like really loved it. And my sister, I have an older sister who I'm super close to. She did it as well. She's always been like my role model. So I, of course, followed her to do that. Nice. Yeah. And then she's actually two years older than me. So she graduated high school when I was a sophomore. And I thought to myself, like, wow, I'm going to have a lot of extra time. Like, this person I spent all my time with is gone. Mm. What am I going to do? And then um, my cross-country coach at the time, uh, we didn't really have a girls team. So he said, like, would you like to come out? Like, you could run on your own. Like, I know you have soccer, but you could definitely do both, like, manage-wise. Yeah. So I was like, sure, I guess I'll do that. And that's kind of how I got my foot in the door with cross-country. Uh, it was a sport I never did before. So I loved running and soccer. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, it's just a little bit longer of a running and it's, no stopping. So um, <laughs> kind of got started that way. And immediately when I started it, I just like honestly fell in love with it. I thought it was so fun. Uh, it was a little weird because I was the only girl on my team in high school. So we had oh, a interesting. guys team, but no girls team. Mm -hmm. And so I would train with the guys or I would um, go to soccer practice. And then after soccer, I would do all my runs by myself. No way. And all my work was <laughs> on myself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it definitely did keep me busy and yeah. motivated. Uh, and then, yeah, I kind of, um, my sister can't believe I like did that with my extra time. She was like, what are you doing? But, um, it got me in shape for soccer, of course. And I don't know. It just gave me a lot of confidence. I didn't know I had in myself. And then when the meet started, I realized I was like, wow, I'm not like too bad at this. Maybe this is something I could keep doing. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started. That's amazing. That's that's a really like <laughs> unique story. So I I know for a lot of high schools cross country, soccer and cross country yeah. are the same season. Yeah. So yeah. was your soccer coach like, are you likes to be all right for this game coming up? Like, was there any talk about that at all? Or were they more like, hey, we trust you. Like, you're gonna do your running as much as you want, and then you come back and be ready to go for soccer. Was there any, any dialogue there at all? Yeah, they definitely. Um, I would always say like my soccer coach. Um. He was very impact on my life in high school. He was a great guy and he understood a lot. He knew I had kind of that almost like natural talent to do both. Sure. But uh, he was definitely worried at first. He was like, how are you planning on managing both? Yeah. Uh, he worked around my schedule great, though. And I there was multiple instances where I played a soccer game and then ran a meet or. Wow. I ran wow. That is insane. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, that is endurance. That's the max yeah. right incredible. <laughs> that is cross country. I was pushing my limits. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. That's really cool. So what did recovery look like after those days? Like where you came from a soccer game, went to a cross country meet? Like what did the next day look like recovery wise? <laughs> you know, um, I always 
say like in high school, which I think a lot of cross country runners can relate, um, especially like if I went to a super small school too, obviously not super well developed in cross country. Um, my coach, I didn't do super high mileage in high school. So mm. um, my recovery day after that would be anything like easy. I wanted 30 minute run, like anything I wanted, um, which I think has helped me later on in college because a lot of times runners, if they're in a really big high school and really competitive high school, their coaches push them so much. They sure. don't leave as much room to like grow as a runner. Mm-hmm. So coming here, like now I can adopt to my body doing this many miles, but now in high school I could pick and choose kind of what I like to do and what worked best for me. That's, that's, that's really interesting. That's, that's amazing. So you talked about having both soccer and, and cross country. So that really covers like the training of it. But did, like when you did your additional training, were you mostly hills? Were you mostly flat? Like I know we're with, with Steven last week, he's in Iowa. So it's mostly flat. Mm-hmm. So for, for running in PA, what is that compared to here at school training wise? They're honestly pretty similar. Um, I live in a really hilly area. I actually live kind of in a valley. So any direction I go is like uphill. So there's really no escaping <laughs> it. Um, but it's great because I come here and I'm used to it. Sure. Mm-hmm. South Orange is also kind of like that yeah. i feel like any direction is one ways uphill yeah uh but i like to go to the beach in the summer a lot so that's when i'll do a lot of like faster runs when i'm like totally flat mm-hmm. but when i go home yeah in high school i did my actual cross-country course in high school was like voted the worst in my district oh jeez so they were like everyone dreaded running there which i got used to but it right. definitely got me ready to yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is for sure. Toughened so, you up. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So speaking of high school, you were able to shave some really amazing things. You were two-time YAIAA runner of the year, three-time district three first team selection, and you graduated owning five cross-country course records uh, while in high school. So what have you been able to do to transition that success in high school at the college level? I really think um, when I came to college, the thing I was most excited for uh, it wasn't even like all the personal achievements maybe I could have had or have in the future. It was really just the fact that I got to run with a team. Um, coming here, I love my team so much. And immediately I felt like we all gelled so well together my freshman year and we still do now. Uh, I think that was just something I was so excited for. I didn't really care. Like, of course, I cared about my times and my PRs and everything. I knew improvement would come as I trained hard here, but I knew, I, I think I found I would succeed more when I had people around pushing me mm-hmm. and with the like goals like mine and just wanting to be better every day. So no, I think that's really helped coming into college, just a great team environment and good coaches pushing me the whole way. It's awesome because cross country is an individual sport, as we yeah. know, but it also has the team aspect when you're pushing each other and whatnot. Yeah. So we went out and we got a few quotes from some teammates. Oh my gosh. Uh, you, maybe you can take a guess at this, but we're, we're all, I'll tell you who it is. It's uh, Abby Hughes, yeah. uh, graduate last year. Yeah, that's my captain. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to Abby Hughes. And uh, so she had a few quotes. We asked oh. her and she uh, says, her worth ethic is remarkable and humility shines through. She effortlessly aids enjoyment into practice all while maintaining her dedication to workouts and being a dependable teammate. So she went on and on and on, but we're going to shorten it down for a little yeah. bit here, but it was just phenomenal. She has such good things to say about here. Uh, we'll go one more. She knows how to bring fun into practice while still being able to put her best foot forward in terms of working out and being a reliable teammate. So she has such a good words to say about you, as all your teammates probably yeah. do. So big shout out to Abby for that. So yeah. shines through and how, how important having a team around is yeah. a positive environment. You're obviously a huge part of that. So 
big props to you yes, there again. Thank you. I think, um, yeah, Abby was my captain last year coming into college. Of course, I didn't have like a captain in high school, so I had no one to look up to. She was definitely someone immediately a role model for me. Uh, if you don't know her story, it's also amazing. She came in as a walk-on and left with a scholarship mm. and as a captain. So Shout out to Abby. Yeah, it's that's huge. That's just amazing. I think just when I heard that story and I know what she's been through, uh, she pushed me to my limits and literally she's the reason like I'm trying to do that for my freshman coming in and just awesome. be, she's a great leader for me. I seriously, I miss her so much. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know she's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And you could definitely see that leadership on display with the men's and women's side, both so young. Yeah. Um, and you've been doing a great job stepping into that leadership role. So what were some of the things when you, you come out of high school, you're getting recruited, what was your recruiting story? How did you find Seton Hall or how did Seton Hall find you? Yeah. So also kind of a weird story. Uh, I applied to a lot of different schools and talked to a lot of different coaches up and down the East coast, really. Um, I was actually on a visit with another school. Um, it was two visits, actually. I was looking at Fordham and then also a little more up the coast, CCSU. Mm-hmm. And I was traveling back down from there. And my mom had been, like, we stopped at Fordham. And she was like, you know, so, you know, it's, like, really close to here. You were talking to that coach. Like, do you want to just stop by? Like, maybe look at it. Like, we don't have to do a tour or anything. We can just drive around and see, you know, if you like it or anything. And I was like, ah, I guess if it's on the way, like, that's fine. So, yeah, we left Fordham. I had a great time at Fordham. So I was like, well, I don't really know. I think that's (laughs) kind of already made my mind up, whatever. But we drive here and um, I didn't even meet Coach Moon on that visit, actually. I literally just looked at the campus and the students walking around and everything. And I kind of, I don't know, I just love the environment. Um, It was a nice day out. I don't know. Everyone's like (laughs) hanging out. I thought this is kind of cool. I like this environment. I like how close it is to the city. It's not in the city, but it's easy to get there. There's a lot to do around here. And it just looked fun. It's cool. I went in the rec. I was like, wow, this is nice too. And then, no, I talked to Coach Moon a little bit more. Um, his recruiting style is a little unique because he's a little older. So <laughs> it's a lot on uh, like us to do sure. a lot of the talking. Uh-huh. But no, um, I talked to him a few more months. And then, yeah, it was like time to sign. And I was like, well, I think I like seeing Hall the best and that's, I told him and he was like, great, I'll send all the stuff over everything. But no, it was definitely like, um, it was my senior year. So I signed like, I guess kind of late for being a senior, but it was the best decision and I literally love it so much. So I'm very blessed. Yeah, That's awesome. And it's funny. Yeah. Coach Moon, <laughs> as, as young as he is, uh, he, has, <laughs> he definitely has probably different tactics in recruiting the other coaches and yeah. every coach's tactics are obviously unique. What advice would you give to a high school cross-country runner looking to become a college cross-country runner? What would you advise you give them in the recruiting aspect? Yeah, I would definitely um, say, honestly, reaching out is like the best thing you can do. Uh, I know when I was talking to different coaches, like they appreciate if you're interested in the program first, even. Okay. Um, cross-country is not a huge sport. I mean, a lot of people run in high school, uh, but the college level is very hard and very different, a big s- step up. So honestly reaching out to any schools you know you can get into at least and like especially if you're a motivated individual like I don't think obviously your times matter in high school but if you know you have a lot of room to improve even sometimes reaching out to the schools you think well I don't hit their times quite yet like you never know honestly yeah coaches sometimes they need spots to fill even Mm -hmm. if 
uh, say you end up being a walk-on, that's still an opportunity True. later yeah. down the line to prove yourself. So honestly, just taking all your chances, saying yes to everything, going on visits even when you don't even know if you're going to that school. You never right. know. Look how it worked out. Yeah, worked out exactly. <laughs> exactly. What is is the reaching out like through phone, email? Obviously, to every coach's own. So, but maybe a handwritten letter. Maybe yeah. in this case, so no, sorry, yeah. Coach Boom, but yeah. No, he yeah. does get those. Yeah. I promise you, I get those. Yeah, kids write him all the time. No, um, I think email or phone is okay. best. I mean, nowadays it's kind of easy because it's all online. Like, Social media, right, right. Yeah. you can yeah. find Twitter people so easily. Twitter, Instagram, if you want. Like, right. your times are also posted everywhere. Mm-hmm. Coaches a lot of times reach out to you because if you post on like four different sites, Fair. it's super easy for them to find. Yeah. yeah, that's like saying with swimming, like we have a full on website where it's like just college swimming, and you like have like your own profile, time and it's just down. all your yeah. best times. You yeah. have like your recent meets. You have everything you need. Like they have this thing called we call it the the uh, the Pentagon, where it's oh. so it's like you have uh, freestyle backstroke butterfly breaststroke im okay. and then it like points to like your strongest suits so like if you have a full pentagon you're kind of good at all all, all disciplines yeah. but if you're like a freestyler it's going to be like a triangle pointed towards freestyle <laughs> got it and then that same pentagon or that shape can it's different colors so if it's like bright red i think it's you're just a sprinter like 50, 100, 200 freestyle. If you're like a middle distance, it's like purpley blue. Yep. If you're a distance guy, it's blue. Wow. So like it's something like really like with time stuff, it's it's insane, yeah. especially for, for our sports. Yeah, exactly. Where it's all time-based yeah. really. And it makes, I guess that makes like recruiting I guess, a little more simpler in terms of like, yeah. like mm-hmm. here your times is what we're looking for. But obviously you want to know the individual. And that's yeah. why go on the campus and the visits and right. the coaches mm-hmm. knowing yeah. the individual is important because obviously, sure, they might have this times and they might – swim this stroke and whatnot yeah but you want to know if you're recruiting a good person in the day yeah that's yeah, the most important course. thing so yeah that yeah. that is for sure um getting into your seton hall career as a freshman you were in a top 10 finish at the maryland eastern shore farm run you took 12th at the highlander invitational what was it like having that early success as a freshman and how are you kind of using that in your sophomore year now i think uh coming in freshman year i had pretty good expectations but um i've obviously your body really has to adapt to the college running. Um, in high school, I didn't like, we call it double. So it's like a double run in a day, just later in the afternoon. I didn't do that in high school as like no one really does, but you got to get used to the just high mileage, the frequent running and the hard running. I would say here, um, it took like me kind of a second to get used to that. Uh, we go to this park called Weekawick and also a park near here, Cameron. And we do some tough runs there. It's definitely not easy. So kind of, Getting my footing initially was really important for me. Uh, I found that I had great teammates to support me. I had great captains really pushing me. Shout out uh, to Abby again. Yeah. <laughs> no, she remembers our many trips to Week Awake where we're dying. <laughs> but um, now going into this year, just kind of with that, your experience almost, I know what to expect. I know we're going to Week Awake tomorrow. Like I'm ready to do a tempo tomorrow morning. Same thing as normal. But yeah, I definitely think like last year was just a great stepping stone for this year. I know like I can improved by a lot and with a good summer of training like really the sky's the limit yeah talk to us what what does a tempo practice look like for you guys like explain to us what that is because i for sure don't <laughs> he does not like what do you what yeah. explain to our listeners what that is so um a tempo we tend to go to week um it's uh, a mile or two mile loop around like a lake mm-hmm. and when i first got there i'm like great this is it's like almost like a track it has that type of uh surface mm-hmm. i'm like great this is like looks pretty nice looks pretty it looks flat i'm excited like a tempo is really just you're maintaining like a 
pace that's faster than like we like to call like threshold almost okay but it's not like you're going all out you're just maintaining a very fast pace for a long time really <laughs> um we tend to do three laps there which would be like six miles of a tempo uh, but yeah when you start um i was like sweet this looks flat i'm excited good my thoughts is not flat that thing is hilly <laughs> as you go around i don't think coach knows that because he stands right at the end but um, <laughs> as we do our loops we pretty much just hit like a like consistent pace the whole time okay it's different depending on what group you're in and everything but um i know like tomorrow we'll probably be going seven minute miles for six miles like kind of just always hitting that consistent pace but that's definitely a harder workout yeah yeah that that sounds like a lot of fun like not not for me i'll stick it i'll stick to the water so when you're getting ready for a race, what does your routine look like before? Like, is it a specific meal you have to eat the night before? Is it a specific snack or a drink to have during on the course? Um, is it a certain song? Is it a certain show? Like, what gets you in that race-ready mode? Yeah, so in high school, I would say I was super superstitious. Like, I had all this stuff. My mom had to cook me the same meal every day for like, dinner before a race. <laughs> but um, coming to college we go to different restaurants every time like i can't be as superstitious <laughs> so i've had to just pick and choose what i can do um the night before uh, i really just prioritize sleep i know like we're on the road and i have homework it's like it's fine i'll do it on sunday or saturday so i really just try to go to bed as early as possible roll out every night and then um morning of I try my best to get a peanut butter bagel that sometimes doesn't even happen. But, um, and then really my biggest thing is like, it's so weird, but I have gushers before every race. I did that in high school and I still do it now. Okay. Um, Love that. Yeah. Love it's kind of weird, but I've gone like in high school, I didn't have them on me. And like my mom did go to the store to get me just gushers. For that <laughs> Big race. shout out right I, there. Love that. <laughs> but that's just like a thing for me when I'm like on the bus, I'm like, okay, like getting prepped, getting ready. And then, um, I always listen to Drake before a meet too. There we go. Just the nice. artist to pump me up really. Um, and then like, I'd say like the most nerve wracking part of a cross country race and just the day of is it's only like initially like the start, like right when the gun goes off, that's sure. kind of like, you know, you're hyped up, but you're also nervous. So me personally, like I, I like to talk to myself a lot before my race. I don't say things out loud, but internally I'm like, calming myself down, taking a lot of deep breaths, just kind of trying to visualize the race on my way there too. So that I'm ready when the gun goes off. Yeah. That's awesome to have like the importance of like routine for all athletes. Mm -hmm. Like just even with the gushers, yeah. like, that's, like, even with, like, <laughs> like why the gusher, but like, yeah. that, it's something that, you know, like now it's like, Hey, it's race time. Like, you yeah. probably only have gushers then. I oh, imagine. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what does that look like afterwards? So afterwards you finish the race, cool down yeah. recovery what do you what does that look like yeah so um we were bad at recovery this past weekend because a lot of things were <laughs> happening but normally yeah i like to do two three mile recovery right after right after okay. um Got it. i love when the girls race actually first because that makes me less nervous because then you can see the guys race too yeah. so a lot of times we'll do the cool down but it's kind of like on the course because so we can share on the guys um, but that's really important because then we get we go right on the bus after the meet. So oh, yeah. we don't yeah, want to yeah. have super tight legs for a four or five hour bus ride back. Yeah. Uh, so we, yep, cool down, stretch, pack everything up. Um, normally we stop at Wawa, which is my favorite part. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing too crazy, really. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Cool. So 
as we mentioned, like Abby mentioned before, you make practice, you try to make practice fun every day. What are some of the things that you do to kind of make that fun atmosphere for all your teammates around you each day, each morning you're waking up running X amount of miles each day? So, um, if anyone didn't know, we, uh, we had the earliest or early practice slot for just full practice. Mm -hmm. So, um, every day for the entire season, we do wake up at six and we also run track. So we have to wake up at six the whole year. And, um, a lot of times that can get kind of dreary as like winter comes so dark, you know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to get pumped up to, yeah, go do a tempo. Um, it's not always the most exciting thing. So, Honestly, I think the biggest thing I try to do is just be positive. You know, it, it makes a big, huge difference coming in the locker room every day, knowing that, like, we're going to kill this workout. We're going to do our best. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to feel great after this. And it's just another stepping stone towards, like, a PR later down the road. Um, but, yeah, I always try to come in, smile on my face. You know, it's a privilege that we get to do this every single day. Sometimes it can feel kind of like a job or something. But honestly... If you remind yourself, like anyone in the world would probably die to be doing what we're doing every day. I think it really just gets you in a great mindset. I know for me, like waking up every morning, I'm, I'm excited to come to practice to better myself, get my teammates better. Uh, we have a, a lot of goals we want to chase this season. And the only way we can do that is coming in every day, ready to get to work. And, you know, we'll get through any bad workout. Um, those happen to a lot, which like it's hard to mentally recover from those at times. Um, but one thing like in our locker room, we have a really great quote from a captain two years ago. So before I came in, but um, it says who who is that the, uh, the captain Lauren Lauren, Lauren. yes yeah she yeah, yeah, actually yeah. she just got engaged so oh congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> no but it says um it doesn't get easier you just get tougher and we mm. have that right on the back of our door so we see that every morning and you know I think that's a great thing to remind yourself running isn't the most glamorous sport we don't really um. It's kind of just painful the whole time. <laughs> like there's no easy time in a race. You're pretty much dying the whole time. You're pushing your body to like its limits. So just knowing that, like, yeah, every single day when you go out there, like you're ma- you're making the race day actually easier down the line. I can see why Abby said what she said about you. Like that's just such a phenomenal mindset oh, to have, thank you. especially like as you're saying, it's not like an easy thing to do. Yeah, and to wake up as early as you do mm-hmm. in the cold during the winter yeah. time running around the rec center yeah. like it's <laughs> it's not well speaking of environment you're just running around in circles there too but yeah, exactly. it's, it's no. not easy but to know that you get to do this yeah you don't like you're not forced to do this by any means no. like you have the opportunity and the privilege you said to do this and there's so many other girls out there that want to be mm-hmm. in your position so the fact that you have that mindset and can remind your teammates yeah. that puts you in a really good spot be like hey i'm gonna go crush this i'm gonna go pr eventually and here yeah. we go it's like it's, it's all how you look at it at the yeah. end of the day obviously it's tough but I respect that again. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, that is amazing. You kind of just touched on it now, but talk to us about what Seton Hall women's cross-country team dynamic looks like. Uh, you really touched on it there with what makes practice at fun every day, but mm-hmm. what does the team atmosphere look like here at Seton Hall? Well, it's funny because this year um, we have a really young team. I think both on the guys' and the girls' side, um, our oldest personal team is Kate, and uh, she's a senior, but she's a lone senior. And mm. so she's just the one we had – like six seniors last year. So it was a yeah, big, big class, class. We graduated. So now we just have Kate, love Kate. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's very different. We have a lot of sophomores, a few juniors and a few freshmen. So we're young. Um, but I wouldn't say that means we're inexperienced at all. Like I think a lot of the freshmen have stepped up great to like the conditions we're running in right now. Um, two of them are placing like in the top five, which is awesome. just amazing knowing that we have 
four more years with them. Like mm-hmm. I can only see how much better they're going to get down the line. And I think we've just all been so motivated together. Um, Kate's been here four years. One of her years was or almost two really was like impacted by COVID. Right. So um, my year and the year before me, uh, we were the first year where we're going to get like hopefully all four years and everything's going to go smooth. But she gives great advice on like how to how running has changed so much since then, really. Um, the team has changed so much since then. And even she says to this day, like, this is the strongest team she's seen while she's been here. So, yeah, like, I think that just hearing that, like, knowing we're the way we're performing right now is the best team Hall's been in a few years. Like, that's so motivating. We're so excited. And it's really just made us all so much closer too. like, we have a lot of goals together. Um, we also have our goals pasted in our locker room, too. That's amazing. Um, our captains really like took charge of that in the beginning of the year, just not, not even um, just on the course, but in the classroom, it's mm-hmm. something we want to pride ourselves in this coming year. So we're really excited for that too. What it, what it sounds like outside looking in is it's a fa- very family environment, yeah. family, family atmosphere mm-hmm. to it. So talk to us about your family atmosphere. How, 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 how have they supported you through your journey in high school and at the college level now? Yeah. So um, I'm very blessed. Um, my parents uh, unwavering support forever um it's kind of crazy in high school um my parents they did not miss a meet they didn't miss a game they um did all their work schedules around me and my sister so that's just like something I'll forever be thankful for and I hope to do for my kids one day uh so when I chose to come to Seton Hall I think they were happy because some of the other schools were even further Mm -hmm. um so they were like sweet like that sounds great and um I will say they, they go to every meet they they're that's coming to awesome. Florida this weekend. Oh, they'll, that's amazing. They'll go to Great. Big East in Wisconsin this coming year. Uh, but they love it. They love to see me push myself. I mean, um, in the summer, they motivate me too. You know what I mean? They're, they know if you work a full-time job and you're also running twice a day every day, like you can be tired. So like tired is an understatement. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but like they have always made sure literally like dinner's ready when I get home. Like my stuff's done from the laundry stuff like just little stuff that has made my day easier every single day but no i'm very blessed to have parents that are so involved and they kind of got me into the sports as well i mean both my parents were like athletes in high school uh they did running just for fun and kind of introduced me to that early on as a kid and i think how they kept it fun for me they never made me feel like i had to do this or so much pressure was on my back they were just excited to see me succeed and I think that's allowed me like to go through college and I'm excited when I see them just come see me race. Like uh, this past weekend, I was like, um, my sister also could make the race. So I'm so excited to see her and, you know, run for them more than just I run for scene hall. I run for my team and also I run for my family. Yeah. So what were some of the things that your parents did to keep sports fun at a young age? I, th- mm-hmm. I feel like that's like been a topic of yeah. conversation oh, okay, as, yeah. of re- as of recently where mm-hmm. At a young age now, sports is now like a job, even if you're eight years old, nine years old, trying to learn. So what were some of the things your parents did to keep it fun, keep it light, keep it so that you kept going back to those sports? And we mentioned it earlier, you were in a bunch of different sports and soccer and- At the and same time. At the same time. Yeah. So like, what were some of the things that they did? Yeah, no. Um, yeah. When I was younger, my parents put me in like a bunch of different sports. I didn't do running until I did like middle school track. Um but that was it was great because it was just with my friends and there was no pressure at all i really didn't even i did like no workouts at all i really just ran with my friends which i was like this is fun my parents came to those meets even and they 
had fun there. So I think being involved in all these different sports, like I did basketball, like you said, and soccer. Uh, my parents were devastated when I quit basketball. <laughs> keep doing running in the winter. They were so upset. But uh, <laughs> no, they've just been really great. Like as in when I was younger, even uh, my parents would we do like 5Ks as like a family almost. Mm-hmm. Like people dread that now, but it was fun <laughs> back then. Like me and my sister, we've always been competitive. But um, they just pushed us to have fun together, use running as like almost a stress reliever. I know that's what they do now. Like they just like working out just as like enjoyment, which I always hope like in my future, I keep that same mindset. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just like always making it fun, never um, putting this pressure on that. Like I had to go to college and do a sport or anything like they would have been happy no matter what. And I think that's when I signed my NIL. Like I was most proud for them. Like. Uh, my sister also ran division one too. So it was just like a great moment for our family. You know what I mean? Like they didn't make it so intense where I didn't want to do this in the future. I was burnt out. Like I really, you know, I do everything for them. So yeah, that's, a big part. that's, that's amazing. That's, mm-hmm. that's amazing support that you have there from your yeah. family. So talk to us about uh, your older sister, who's two years older than you mentioned before. How is she your remote role model? And you just told us that she is also a runner. So what advice does she give you? Uh, before races, after races, like is she like you mentioned before, she came to your last um, meet here over the weekend. Yeah. So, what were some of the things she tells you? I don't want to say on a daily basis, but like, <laughs> what does she tell you to give yeah. advice wise? No, definitely, I um, I do talk to her like really on a daily basis. Uh, she went through exactly what I'm going through. Um, she's now graduated. She graduated early, but uh, no, like coming into college, she's who I looked up to. She's kind of gave me the expectations. Uh, in the summer we trained together every day which made us really close and also like it bonded us over the fact that uh, we're going through these hard workouts every day together so she really understands like even the mind of a runner Um, sometimes I feel like as a runner in general like you put a lot of pressure on yourself um, because running is really just you versus you like of course you're doing it for your team and for your family maybe but in the end of the day, like running is such an honest sport. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't put in the work, it'll show. If you've been lazy, it'll show. Yep. Like, it's just so honest. So when I'm starting a race or I'm like going to the race, uh, I talk to her every day, like right before, you know, she wishes me good luck. She tells me to visualize my race, trust my training. Um, she knows how hard I've worked in the summer. She knows like the sacrifices I've made to prioritize running so it's all about like getting yourself in the correct mindset before and then um after the race you know she and even if i do bad (laughs) i do bad she always she's the first person i talk to she understands you know i can explain to her like oh my mental was just horrible today like i was so negative for some reason she just gives the best advice on like well you know any run is better than no run. If you felt this bad and you still ran that good, imagine how good you could run if you felt Ooh, great. That's like, really good. Yeah. yeah like, Damn, double bars. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. Um, which is, I like, uh, last weekend, personally, like, I, I didn't feel great running. So that's the first thing I said to her. I was like, I didn't feel too good out there. And she was like, well, you know, like, if you didn't feel good and you still PR'd, like, imagine how great you're going to run when you feel great. So, no, I definitely go to her immediately after. Um, she's funny because... Um, I wouldn't say, like, I think I'm the more competitive sister. As we were growing up, she got me introduced to running, and I think now I still love it because of her. She wasn't always too hard on me or anything either, and we ran a lot of races together in high school too, mm-hmm. so that always kept me in it. Yeah. So when your family comes to see and all, or even when they looked at it yeah. uh, when you were getting recruited, what is one thing that your family loved and said, this is a great fit for you? 
Ooh. I would, you know, well, it's hard to like not pick athletics because I think um, <coughs> our school's so well-rounded in that aspect. You know, mm-hmm. we have athletes come from all around the world to come here. So, you know, it's a great university. Um, I think like my coach as well. I like he's an Olympic coach, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame for coaching. Mm-hmm. Kind of finding that anywhere else is going to be really hard. So yeah. having those two big aspects, like you're just going to a well-known university close to the city with honestly, I'm a business major as well. So they were like with a lot of business opportunities and leadership examples you can get involved in. Um, but no, I think the whole atmosphere of the campus and just the opportunities that lie ahead, they were like you know, this is the place to be really. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get into that business uh, major. You're specializing in economics. Um, you do a lot of stuff outside of cross country. You're part of the yeah. Bacino Leadership Institute. You're, you're an advisor on the council initiative, mm-hmm. a peer in the arc, a peer arc tutor. Mm-hmm. You're part of she can international law society and in women's leadership. So a lot of things on <laughs> your plate here. So talk to us about like, what are you trying to achieve here with your major? Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite class? Like what are some of the things that you've enjoyed during your time here on the academic side of things? Yeah. I always thought like um, in high school, I was really involved because I went to a really small school and I knew I wanted to carry that in coming to college. And I think uh, being involved, especially um, of course, I love athletics and I love being involved in everything we do here. Um, but I think it's a whole nother side to be involved in academics. You meet a lot more people that you probably wouldn't get the chance to if not. Um, the Buccino Leadership Institute has been a great opportunity. I've met just really great like-minded individuals, um, people that are super driven. And I know I'll talk to you for the rest of my life. Um, and really just like being involved in these types of clubs, uh, prioritizing like leadership, especially like that's kind of where I would like to go with my career path, like definitely being a leader of some sort, managing people, that type of thing. So trying to just take advantages of all these great opportunities our school offers is just really something I was interested in right off the bat. Um, and then I'm looking forward to like um, in the future, even like getting higher positions in like those clubs and organizations and stuff like that, even within athletics. Uh, I just know like down the line, like it's really introduced me to a whole new side of Seton Hall that yeah. I encourage other athletes, other students here to get involved as much as possible. Really put your foot in the door anywhere and make connections all the time because it's it's only going to help you in the future. Right. I remember we talked to James Boot and that was mm-hmm. one of the one things that he wished he did earlier. Yeah. He was like, I wish I reached out to other out other regular students outside of athletics a little mm-hmm. earlier because you, you don't know what their experiences. is. Yeah. There's all similar experiences within athletics mm-hmm. also to branch out and go to the Bacino leadership and yeah. meet other people like that. Yeah. Uh, I want to go more into that. I, because I think a common theme here is you balancing a lot of different things. You have cross country and soccer in the same season during high school. Mm-hmm. And now you're here doing the Bacino leadership, all the other societies <laughs> over here and cross country. Yeah. What's a piece of advice you could give to, I guess, anyone kind of doing multiple things like time management wise? Or yeah. is, there, is there one thing, a couple of things that you can go into? Like, all right, that's something that I need to have. Yeah, I think um, it's hard when you look at it all on paper. You're like, how does this, how can I do all this? How can I? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like feeling of like being overwhelmed. Um, What has helped me most is just organizing like my day to day every single day. Um, I have a planner on my phone. I have a planner in my bag. I literally, I look at that thing every day. I update it every single day. (laughs) Um, Nice. It's kind of like you definitely like, it's all about preparation to me. It's always been that way. Like if, I 
know I have a club meeting that night. Like I'm prepping for it days in advance, and I have it written out so I know when to prep for it. Good for you. Um, That's awesome. Luckily, with so- uh, cross country, we're pretty lucky. Our time slot for practice, we're always in the morning, so we don't tend to miss class, sure. and it's mm-hmm. also not in the middle of the day, so it limits us. Uh, so I know like every day is going to be the same, really, and I can work my way around that. Awesome. Um, only hard part is like maybe with doubles and stuff, but you can still really move that around. And then, yeah, just being on top of like all responsibilities, uh, I found it's easiest if you write it out and you communicate with like your teammates or your professors or club organizers, like let them know how much you have on your plate. And majority of the time, everyone's pretty understanding. Um, I think everyone with athletics, like a big part is being close with your professors and they really respect that. If you, you know, tell them ahead of time, like I'm missing class this day or I can't make this meeting due to this. Like, I think just building the connections and they know that you like you're trying and you're putting your best effort forward has really helped. Yeah. Yeah. Communication is key is mm-hmm. what I've learned over the past four years as a student mm-hmm. athlete now in year five. So an Aldi district manager yes. intern <laughs> this past summer, um, what were some of the things you did? How were you able to um, use the things that you've learned at school this past? And you've only been here for a year and props to you getting an intern uh, yeah. into your soft going into your sophomore year uh but from freshman year what did some of the things you took away and got to use during that internship yeah so that um that internship was uh like i said was full time so that was like my first full time job like weird enough but uh i thought it was very you know i looked at a lot of different aspects uh the job i was actually responsible for five different stores i was following a already a district manager and kind of building a connection with them was awesome great i still talk to that district manager to this day uh they gave me great advice and i realized um actually a lot of people that work there have previously been student athletes in college and i think it just translates well to that job sure because you're balancing so much Mm -hmm. um you know you already have great experience doing that coming out of college and within the job um i had to deal with issues of like conflict issues of problems in the stores and stuff like that uh which coming into school has only ever helped uh now i know like better ways to talk to people if their um conflict arises like in a team environment um which i've taken away from that which i haven't had to use yet which is great (laughs) i hope not to but just in case like with any clubs or organizations even like just communication through meeting different people i mean like i said this school is full of people from everywhere Mm -hmm. which is great experiences you can learn um but just talking to people maybe they respond better to this maybe they respond better to that um it's all about learning everyone's like learning styles and how everyone communicates best uh, i think those are like some of the biggest key takeaways really i learned yeah is that something that you kind of want to continue to pursue outside of college like a like a job or a career kind of something like you did with this internship yeah for sure um i've always um said i, I would love to work internationally and that um organization job uh they have a lot of opportunities for that Mm -hmm. Um, just because i've always been in the united states and coming here and meeting people from everywhere like i think it's so cool to work somewhere new so i would definitely follow a path that like that um hopefully a job like that one day do you have like any idea where internationally Mm -hmm. europe yeah definitely okay got it nice (laughs) awesome so you you touched upon a lot of advice so far Mm -hmm. throughout this uh, this episode. So let's give some more advice. So you're, we talked about it just before you've been a part of so many different societies and organizations around campus. 
What advice would you give to one freshman or any freshman really that is looking to get involved in uh, like organization societies outside of athletics? I would definitely say um, really you just have to take advantage of like any and all opportunities you hear. Um, coming in as a freshman, it can seem, I think, intimidating, especially if you don't know anyone in these clubs or organizations. Uh, being in Buccino leadership, like, uh, I remember like my first day, like I'm a business major, um, Stephen Beeman on my team, he is also in it, but he's a diplo major. So sure. we knew like, Oh, well, you're going to have a little bit of a different experience. Uh, they've changed it since then, but I knew like walking in on my first meeting, I was like, wow, I don't know anyone here. This is going to be exciting, new, different, right. kind of nervous, but like experiences like that only help you grow as an individual. I think coming into college, like you're going to meet hundreds if not thousands of new people while you're here so immediately like just getting that out of the way really involving yourself in everything and being open to like meeting new people always like i think i think scene hall does a good job of like immersing people in Mm -hmm. one by one Um, there's a lot of activities freshmen can do like the first month they're here uh i think what i remember from my freshman year which was amazing just like all the people i got to meet i mean like living on campus, you're surrounded, especially if you do athletics, you're just surrounded by other freshman athletes. And that just gives you opportunities to like meet them, talk with them, meet their friends, just expand your horizons really. And that's like the best thing I can say to do is just always say yes, always be involved and try to, um, I know like there's opportunities here within even athletics, like Roberto does a great job at giving us volunteer opportunities. Like there's a lot of people you would never meet if you never tried those. So right. Yeah. Amazing words of advice there to <laughs> any freshman. So it's now time for our favorite segment, Walk the Plank, where we are going to give you a couple questions, kind of rapid fire. Um, obviously, if you, there's a little bit more to each answer, please give it to us. So to start off, um, what is the hardest course you've ever run? What is your favorite course to run? And what is the course you're looking forward to run the most? So the hardest course, uh, I would say... Okay, so Van Cortland, if no one knows what Van Cortland is, that's in the Bronx in New York City. Mm-hmm. That's technically our home course, um, technically, but they've changed the course since I've ran it. So they made it easier because people and coaches <laughs> in the East Coast hated that course. So I used to say Van Cortland was the hardest. Uh, it's just all hills. Uh, now I would say, since they changed that, probably Big East last year. Um, just repetitive hills the whole time. Okay. Not my favorite. Um, and then my favorite course... Last year, I really enjoyed Florida. That is an unpopular opinion on my team. Everyone did not enjoy that one, but I thought it was fun. So I'm looking forward to Florida, I guess, next weekend. Okay. Yeah. And so up next is what is one place you want to go vacation to? It's hard to pick just one. Um, maybe Australia. Uh, interesting. I've always, I've always wanted to go to Australia. What, what, what about Australia intrigues you the most? I would just say like... The beaches just seem insane. Like, I don't know. The culture there just seems so mm-hmm. different. I, The wildlife, everything. Like, And it's far. Like, it's so far. It would take forever to get there. Yeah. But maybe one day. <laughs> they probably got some good running stuff out there, I imagine, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Different terrain. That would be, like, probably the most scenic you could probably have. Oh, yeah. for sure. Wise. That would be crazy. <laughs> for sure. Um, you have a pack of gushers. What is your favorite gusher? Color. Orange. Orange gushers. Okay. Lock that in. Um, would you rather run in the morning or at night? I feel better probably at night, but I prefer to run in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're coming to Fairfield, Pennsylvania, me and Jonathan. Maybe <laughs> Quinn and Bryant will join us too. 
Uh, what do we have to do in Fairfield, PA? Um, so yeah, fun fact about my hometown: we do have a ski resort in my hometown. Okay, so we're going to see Liberty, and it's super fun. Yeah, oh. the Obamas would ski there. Oh, when they were in that's the amazing! Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. A cool fun. Thing. I've never <laughs> skied. Have you skied before? I used to snowboard before baseball became yes, bigger in my life. I that's what I did too. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've never skied or snowboard. So you so guys are gonna have to teach done. me. Yeah, after we're done with our sports, we'll <laughs> yes. all meet up there. No, exactly. I yes. um, I used to work there, so I got free. Oh, sweet. Um and last question, what is one word to describe your running style? I would say my running style is um persistent, I guess. Unwavering. Why, yeah. Why persistent and unwavering? Um running is a sport that's just um it's hard every day, day in, day out. Um I'd say just persistent because uh, I never really, I've never leaned on, I guess, excuses of like why I can't do this or why I can't get my run in, I would say. Um, every day I know it's going to be the same and it's going to be a grind, but it's something I enjoy and uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. I think, yeah, just every day I'm willing to do the same thing, whether it be a little bit different, but always willing to go for a run. Yeah. That's an <laughs> amazing uh, way to describe your running style. Any other comment any other things that you have for us here before we kind of wrap it up here today i would just say like um i think this this podcast as a whole is going to be amazing for seton hall um thank you thank you so much we appreciate appreciate it yeah giving um student athletes kind of an opportunity to share their story share their experiences here um it's great for other people to hear in on that i sometimes i do think um some people might maybe not necessarily understand everything we go through or have been through and i think um Everyone here appreciates everything we get as student athletes. Um, like I said, it's a privilege that we're blessed to have every single day. And I know most people here like would not change that for the world. And I um I think this podcast is gonna be great for everyone to hear and see. And thank you. We we you understand how much that means to us. <laughs> it's been a privilege having you on and we really appreciate all that you do. You're such an awesome representation of Seton Hall University, yes. even just as a sophomore. So we're ex- <laughs> excited to see what's next in store for you with all, all the things you do in societies and clubs and running and everything else you do on <laughs> campus. So keep up the awesome work. Thank you. thank you for being who you are and just keep that up. It's really awesome. Yes. Thank you uh, for coming on and good luck next weekend down in Daytona, Florida. That's going to be yes. amazing. Everyone keep track of that. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Quinn Murtha and Bryant LaCroix behind the glass today, kind of helping us work on some things, learning some things behind the scenes and, uh, that will do it for us for episode four. Yes. Episode five is going to come out in a couple of weeks. And thinking volleyball? Yeah. What, about, what do you think? Volleyball, <laughs> yeah. maybe? Volleyball there, so yeah. volleyball has been having a great season. We're going to uh, catch up with them uh, in a couple of weeks. So I'm Justin Osterwick, joined alongside Jonathan Luters, our special guest, Honey Stroh-Snyder. Uh We will see you next time. <laughs>